folks welcome back to the straightforward farming podcast i'm your host tony reed alongside mr nick mccormick and you know at some point in time i guess i should quit saying that i'm the host i mean Um, it's like you're just as much uh, you're behind the big uh, desk okay yeah (laughs) we'll have to work on that for the new year maybe see what we can come up with so what an exciting week this week. Got the Gleaner guys all pissed off on TikTok, yeah, they, Facebook, they are, everywhere. They are wound up. It's great. We got Paul Pelosi getting a solo with a hammer today. I mean, life's yeah, grand. I yeah. mean, it just couldn't be better. No doubt. No yep. doubt. So I saw on TikTok they finally found a purpose for Gleaners. They're using them to give people rides through, I assume, I've seen swamps. that, yep. Finally yep. found a good purpose. That big hopper's coming in handy for that. Don't need the auger for anything, so it all works out. <laughs> uh, them guys. I just want to know what them guys are going to do in two years when you can't get a gleaner no more. I mean, yeah. it's coming. I don't know when it'll be, but it's coming. They've already, you know, shit canned yeah. the Massey. So well, the roads aren't getting any wider. Nope, so. that's right. Yeah, I suppose they'll have to look for an ideal situation. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Yeah, and we know damn good and well them cheap bastards ain't going to buy a fan. I mean, if they're yeah. scraping the bottom buying gleaners, they damn sure ain't going to fan. Maybe they can come up with a twin rotor cross flow gleaner. Yeah, there I you mean, go. Two twin, rotors set in there sideways, sideways which. Let's face it, they're cylinders. But a buddy of mine pointed out to me, to his credit, what shape is the rotor in my combine? Is it triangle? Is it square? I said, well, no, it's round and long, he said. So that makes it a cylinder. I'm like, yes, it is cylinder shape, but it is not a cylinder because it's not in there crossways. Exactly. (laughs) And and our button doesn't say cylinder on it. Exactly. It says rotor speed. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, now it just has a picture. Right. Which is infuriating (laughs) enough. Like, we can't use the terms anymore. But. Yep, got to make it one size fits all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, universal panels, universal symbols. I love those. Yeah. Nothing says muddle, you, muddle your way through a GPS you've never driven before by having a bunch of universal symbols. That's right. Yeah. Sucks ass. Yeah. yeah. I, I, they can't find a new term for A and B. We're still using A and B, thank goodness, but I can't wait for them to find a universal term for that. I'm going to have to do some research here because I could be wrong. I'm not saying I'm right. I just want to throw that out there right off the bat here. But I really think these gleaner guys are fooling themselves when they say, oh, I can buy this thing cheaper and I can run it cheaper and it's way less maintenance and everything else. If you go through Tractor House or anywhere else, I'm not seeing where gleaner combines are any cheaper than anything else. Now, you get one five years old, and yes, they are much, much cheaper than anything else. But you're right. I I was looking for one for a buddy of mine here two or three years ago. He told me what he was looking for. I'm like, well, I'll keep my eyes out, you know. And if you want something fairly late model, there's not that many to choose from, so they're fairly expensive. You know, the 15 guys that want them, there's only 13 of them out there that, you know, drives the price up on them. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but the last time I priced anything from Agco, parts were astronomically high from them. Well, maybe if you buy bearings in bulk, they come cheaper, Tony. I don't know. It could be. I don't know, but... That's the excuse they're all going to give you. If I hear one more term about them things being so simple, which... Yeah, I don't see anything simple about them. <laughs> no, no. Clearly, they've never walked around axle flow. Yeah, yeah. Simple. Nah, not not the term I would use. And I want to know this too. So they keep ribbing me, saying, "Well, we was the first one to put the cab in the center of the machine." And maybe they was. I don't know. Okay, so you put the cab in the center, and then you offset the feeder house. Well, what good did that do anybody? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> baby steps, Tony. Yeah, baby steps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
can't get the natural flow unless you bring it in the right spot, okay? Yep. But remember, that's still, it don't change directions that many times, Nick. No, it, it don't. no, no. So. Just augers are right in there and runs it right out the corner. It's it's perfectly natural. Yep. Yep, I don't know. Can't yeah. tell them guys nothing. No, so. they they don't look super simple or cheap to run. Every time it rains, there's a fleet of them comes to the dealer. They're like like cockroaches or you know maggots on a piece of old meat. Yeah. As soon as the sun comes back out and it's time to get back in the field, they all scurry. It's like you turn the light on, the roaches go hide. Yeah. They, they run back out to the fields. <laughs> a guy from Australia, Australia told me this one time. I should ask Uppy that they always call them whiz bangs down there. They go whizzing through the field and then bang, they yeah. break and they sit there for a while. And then they go whizzing through the field and then bang, they break again. Whiz bangs. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. <laughs> yep. So harvest all in the books. It is for yeah, us. Harvest ground. in the books. I got plenty of ground to work yet. We're not as far along as you on that, but but uh, we'll get her done here. We just finished up today with the last field of working ground and i don't know what it's supposed to rain here today's friday supposed to rain sunday so i don't know if i'll start any anhydrous called the co-op got 70 acres 16 miles from home i told them if they wanted to put it on either today or tomorrow just that way because if it does come a rain then you're not driving four yeah. trips over there well is it dry enough if it's not you know so i just yeah. told them if you guys want to put that on that's fine i'll do the rest yeah so yeah i get see that what, see what happens here I mean, yeah. hell, it ain't cheap to run tractors up and down the road and everything anymore. No, either, for sure. Know. And they'll probably be in the area. They're going to have it done yeah. by the time you could get there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's kind of what I thought. If I'd had more acres over that way or something, I'd have done it myself. But for just 70, let them do it. And, or if the, if we didn't have rain in the forecast, then it wouldn't bother me. But yeah. I just don't want to get hung to where you're constantly running back and forth. And, yeah, I get that. So. Yeah. Been a pretty good fall, though. Yeah. Nicest weather I can ever remember for fall. Yeah. But it seemed like it took us longer. I don't know why. Yeah. But... You know, those little things you're like, well, I'll fix that when it rains. I'll fix that when it rains. Well, then it never rained, and and uh, you just kind of push your way through. But, uh, I was surprised, you know, because, shoot, what's it been since we've had a la- our last good rain? I mean, you know, we caught a tenth or two here or there through harvest, but, I mean, as far as a good inch of rain or something, I mean, it was, oh, well, shoot. Quite a while ago. First part of September, I would say. Probably so, yeah. So I was surprised once we started chisel plowing, you know, how well the ground worked or ripping, yeah. whatever you want to call it, for the millennials. Yeah. But, um you know, it wasn't pulling like a bitch or bringing up big chunks or nothing. No, so. it, it looked super dry. But if you dug down there a little bit, it wasn't that bad. You know, I mean, I'm sure down deep we're probably a little low on subsoil moisture. But Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully we'll catch some rain here now. That uh, wouldn't bother me a bit. But I was looking at a drought monitor today, and, God, what is it? Four, 48% of the continental U.S. is in some form of drought. It was a bunch. Really? Yeah. it was About the only spot that wasn't was New England. I mean, other than that, it was. I think it's because of the windmills. I think it is too, drying the land out. Yeah, and blowing the blowing the uh, systems away. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've been seeing all over the news. You know, the Mississippi River, she's going dry. Yeah. And but here's my question. So from I think either St. Louis or Alton, Illinois, one or the other, right in there is the last yeah. lock and dam, and then it free flows from there. So if we didn't have those, wouldn't it? already been dry a long time ago i mean they, I they, they act think. like this is some phenomenon that's never been seen in the history of the world it's like well you do realize we're backing the water up yeah on the northern part of the river my question is and i think they are doing some i saw a video on it a little bit the other day but wouldn't now be like the perfect time to dredge the ever-loving crap out of it like yeah yep instead, so instead i follow billions to ukraine like i didn't get yeah, a maybe guys in there with long stick hose and yeah rebuild the river dig, a little bit dig that yeah. out hey that's just me Yep. So on TikTok, I follow, uh, he goes by Captain J-Rock, 
and uh, he is a uh, riverboat captain yeah. on the Mississippi, you know, pushing barges. And I don't know if it's grain or coal. I mean, think about anything. I don't know yeah. if he's married to one deal or whatever. And so about every day he gives an update, and he just tells everybody, he's like, you know, don't freak out. I mean, we've seen the river this yeah. low plenty of times before. You know, there's no need to yeah. get all twisted about it. And and he said, you know, right now traffic's moving. And I guess once it gets so low, then it's like mandatory emergency dredging the Corps of Engineers. So they okay. come out and start dredging, you know, just in spots where it's the shallowest. And, yeah, you know. sense. But uh, so he's been really good about giving updates, you know, as far as and, – and basically – Telling the real story of it, you know, we're yeah. not throwing in climate change and oh my god, you know, he's yeah. like, you know, this we've seen this plenty of times, it happens. you know, yeah. so and you know, and he said, I'm not saying for one instant that the river ain't low because it is low, but yeah. don't freak out. So, yeah, yeah, it'll come back around. It always averages out. Yeah, it does. It does. Yep. Yeah, it's just another excuse they can use for to knock grain prices or oh, yeah. fertilizer prices or you know any of that stuff. Never let a crisis go to waste. Yeah, that's right. Yep. I forget, too, what it is out of the Midwest. It was about roughly 50% of the soybeans go down the Mississippi River. It's several. Yeah, I would think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, We'll get some rain here shortly, and it'll it'll be back up. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, though. It always balances out. I mean, you know, whether you have a drought or a flood, you know, it seems like you always end up the opposite of what you had, you know, to kind of. Exactly. So, who knows what the what the new year will bring? You know, it uh, hopefully another another good season. Yeah, hopefully, going to need it. Yeah, absolutely. With these input prices, it's going to have to be pretty good yield. Yeah. Got any big plans for the winter? Reworking my air seeder, um, building a new toolbar for the back of it. I got pretty much everything there. I just got to take the time to do a little welding and start assembling it. So looking forward to that. It, uh, always enjoy a good fabrication project. Yeah. So get that going. I think we're going to, I think we've got a drive over pit now, but I think we're going to build our own. Um, just so you physically, I, I want to set it in the ground, pour some concrete and set it in the ground so the truck doesn't have to go up and over. And I want to set it up to where you don't have to pull forward. Yeah. So you can, you only be able to do one hopper at a time probably. But so you won't have to move the truck. Yeah. Yeah. The farmer I used to work for up here, Shelbyville, um, they had one. And it was the same way. It was just elevated enough that water wouldn't run in it. You know, it wasn't a big deal. You got to drive over. Now, of course, they were all dump trailers, not hopper yeah. bottoms. So didn't have to move. But, yeah, that's all they done was just took. And, in fact, they just took a short stubby auger like the, oh, we always called them wheat hearts. Yeah. You know, and they basically in a sense it wasn't one of them but it was pretty close they just yeah. stuck it down in the ground and then concreted over the top of it so you always had to flip the switch on for that and then all that done was just dumped it in a regular auger then yeah. and you could move it wherever yeah. but it worked good they had a big metal plate you know you could put over it in the off season to keep yeah. water out of it and whatnot so that's what i want to do i just pick it up out of there if i have to i'm not even gonna put it on wheels or anything i'm just gonna yeah put a couple of lift rings on i'll pick it up with a telehandler if i need to move it you know yep but uh make life a little simpler on the yeah so yeah that's the bad part of the truck with a dang hopper you know yeah. getting in and out having to move but overall could be worse oh no doubt no doubt so that's the pretty much the extent of any big plans i think i've got on the farming side of things yeah yeah same here i don't have much going on this winter probably do some traveling around to 
film some more stuff for off the pavement, but other than that, I don't have any big projects or nothing yeah. like that to do. So, yeah, maybe the forty twenty. <laughs> yeah, possibly. There, there's a chance that may get done. We'll have to see. Yeah, it uh, actually talked about getting rid of it the other day, even. So I don't know, but it, it, it did come in handy this fall because normally we just always ran one big swingway auger, and that yeah. was it. And ended up buying another one, so we run two this year. And it just so happened since I had my forty ten, we had the forty ten and forty twenties on both. And it worked out good because it seemed like all the little tractors just get I'm, the shit used out of them. I don't know how home. you were able to walk around the parking lot. Oh, it was tough, let me tell you. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you really had to, you know, kind of stay out of sight there a few yeah, times. Yeah, no know. doubt. No doubt. But, hell, all of our little tractors, you know, one's always got the ditcher, one's got the bat oh, wing. Yeah. You know, you just, so you weren't hooking and unhooking stuff all the time. So. Yeah, I'm with you there. Nothing I despise more than having to use a hitch pin. I like everything hooked to something and. Ready to go. Ready to go. So much easier to switch back and forth that way. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, and those, you ever, so yours has the same drop pin like Case IH has got, right? Probably. With the, with the little handle and this, that, and the other. Yeah. Has anybody ever actually made that system work like more than once? Like, seems like somehow or another, somebody yeah. always manages to mangle the handles on ours. Yeah. I don't know who's doing it. Mine, the well, I've used it probably once basically after i figured out what it was or something yeah. and it's been like three four five years a long time ago i think i've only actually ever got that thing to work once yeah like it should i mean you got to be dead nuts on usually the yeah. pin gets cocked or it won't trip and fall and it yeah so i don't even yeah bother with it no, that's why i like to leave stuff hooked up <laughs> i don't have to use them yeah but it seems like somehow the handle always gets bent i know i had a buddy of mine one time he backed in the corner with his field cultivator Went to take off. Fortunately, he was paying attention, but when he when he backed in and then set it down, you know it it rocked a little bit. Flipped that pin right up. No kidding. Yep. I'll be damned. He got stopped before he tore the hoses off of it. Yep. But fortunately, yep. yeah. Uh, little things like that. Like I, I have argued with several tillage companies over the years. I'm like, I don't know why, and I actually think Deer might do this on some of theirs. You can probably tell me why they don't put a panel there with like bulkhead connectors so that your hoses that go to the tractor are only, you mm-hmm. know, pretty short. That way, if you tear them up, it gets pinched between the three-point and the implement, gets caught under the drawbar, pin comes out, you tear them off. Like, it doesn't destroy 700 foot of hose. Right. You've only got this little short section. Or, you know, some tractors, the hydraulic valves are mounted quite a bit different than the other. So, you know, if you're going to own this deal for quite a while and the hose is three foot too long, well, how about I take it in there and whack some of it off and shorten it up? Or if I need a little bit longer ones or whatever, I'm not... I don't have to replace the entire machine with a hose. That seems like such a simple deal that wouldn't add that much cost to it. But it seems like there's a lot of them made that way. Yeah. I don't know if Deer's got anything like that or not, but you're right. I wish they did, especially like on planters and stuff. Because, I mean, I got a wad of hoses, you know, six, eight inches in diameter. No I doubt. You get them all wrapped together. Uh, and the other thing, like, if we can do single point hookup on combines, eh, maybe we could come up with something on on implements that would be you know yeah i agree way better than oh shit let's beat it against the drawbar get the pressure off of it because somebody left it you know in the wrong spot now we got oil all over us and all over the tractor and all over the implement it's there for the next 10 years you know yeah super handy yeah you're right that's one thing that hasn't really changed since the beginning of hydraulics no the same old song and dance yeah Go get a shop towel, wipe it off. Oh, the balls are stuck. Oh, the tips wore out. Oh, it's this, it's that, you know. 
Yeah, a lot of these younger kids, they probably don't realize what some of that was all about. You know, most of these tractors, you can release it at the back with yeah. the lever. But God damn them old John Deere's and Case IH, my God. Yeah. Beat on hoses and your pants would just be soaked in oil. Yeah. I mean, it didn't matter if you wrapped it in a rag. I mean, yeah. Put it in float. Hope like hell that worked. Every time you hit the lever, chunk, kick it out, chunk, kick it out. Or you got 14 adapters because everybody's going to have their own yeah. coupler. Yep. That'll keep us. That'll keep them buying our implements if they have our tractor. That was a fine strategy. Mm-hmm. But that made somebody in the adapter business a shitload of money. Yeah, it did. But yeah, and none of those ideas were all that great. I'm not convinced that ISO slash Pioneer, whatever we're calling that coupler, like that that was the one to pick. Yeah, I suppose they had to agree on neutral ground that okay, we're going to go with one that nobody has. You know, but uh, I think that could be improved. And I always get a chuckle out to this tractor's got 75 gallon amount of hydraulics. And I've got the same coupler that I had on a 560. Yeah, that's yep. right. <laughs> yep. You think 75 gallons going through that? I don't know that it is, you know. <laughs> yeah. Seems a little small. Uh-huh. Yeah, that shit has not changed. Even the diameter of the hoses. I mean, nothing has yeah. changed ever. I mean, it's yeah. the same. And then first thing, it's like, oh, it's got a quick hitch. Well, I might as well just go ahead and beat my head into this thing right off the get-go and get it over with. Because in the process of hooking this up, I'm going to hit my head on that thing at least once. Quick hitches are one thing that I love and hate simultaneously. They're a great place to tie the hoses up to once you get it hooked up. But in the process of hooking up, you can't reach the the outlets. Oh, you jimmy jack around, do this, do that. They're now you always in the way. Over you, then you hit your head on them, you know. And we don't use hardly any three point implements. We finally start taking all ours off and just yeah. you just stack, well. stacking them in the corner because they're always yeah. in the way. Or you know, since it's not like the old tractors where the hitch automatically goes up when you start it, like it should. No, we built a safety feature in it. Well, invariably, over the course of a couple of days, it, it seeps down. Nobody notices. Nobody raises it. Next thing you know, it's whacking the implement when they turn. And it tears the hose off that's 75 foot long. Yep. You know, seems like all that could be a, a little better. A bunch of that stuff. Oh, the hoses coil over top of the jack. So when you go to unhook it, you got to hold the hoses with one hand and beat the hell out of yourself yeah. with, with the jack on the other. It's like seems like we could simplify some of that, too. Is anybody putting um, electric jacks on implements? Like, you, know, you get them on goosenecks and everything else. Some of the stuff's got hydraulic jacks on them. Do they? But I'm like, there again, you got to be able to plug, you know, yeah. the hoses can't kick in and out. But yeah. now you would think, I mean, you'd think a $200,000 tillage tool would have an electric or hydraulic jack on it. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised. I'm just curious just because, you know, somebody always buy an option like that. Absolutely. Then. I just bought an electric jack for a trailer the other day. If it works, I'm going to get two more. Yeah. Um, I'm done doing that. Like, it hard on dad i don't enjoy it yeah you know it's a pain and then the guy that come up with a little spring-loaded deal to make the jack longer mm-hmm. like that was great in theory that goes up really well but going down's a huge pain in the it ass is. and yeah. this one's got two jacks so you got to walk around it then do that side you know it's like there's got to be a better way than this you know yeah yeah i think i'm the only guy in the united states that's ever greased a jack like, like everyone, <laughs> yeah. they've got, uh, most of them have a grease circle on them, yeah. but I see dang few that ever come through that have had a grease gun on them at any point in time, you know. They need to figure out a way to make them jacks break away instead of the pin in them. Because nothing infuriates, I mean, you the bend mount, them. The mount is always bent, and then the damn yep. jack won't fit in it, or it's tore out. Yeah, yep. or then it's you bend the, the stand, and then it, it'll only rate, you know. The other thing that infuriates me, how many tillage tools do you see that, you're supposed to take the jack off and put it on a different mount. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if that's the case, don't put the crossways hole in it, which intuitively wants you to spin the jack and put it in there. Then you turn and it's tore off. Yeah. It's like, hey, numbnuts, if it can't stay there, 
don't give me an option to put it there because you know somebody's going to put it there. Yeah. If I have to remote mount it, okay, but let's put it over there. Don't even put the hole here, so I, I'm not. I agree. I'm not inclined to spin it because for a hundred years we've been spinning and put the pin back through. Or my personal favorite, we got the little ball that is always froze yeah. up. It either doesn't hold the pin in, or you can't drive it through the hole. Let's just eliminate that concept. That that has never worked. Yeah, I agree. It's like PTO shafts. Four thousand different ways to try to couple those. All of them shitty. Yeah. Some of them worse than others, though. It's like how some of those ever made it past the second day. I don't know. I yeah. hate the one on our John Deere Batwing mower. That thing is so heavy. Yeah. It's like, and you're, once again, you're bent underneath the quick hitch yeah. on one of these smaller tractors. And so you're just in a screwed up position. You're not standing up, but you're, yeah, you're bent over far enough that you couldn't really get it on your knees. So you yeah. got to be standing and squatted, bent over, and it's a pain in the ass. You're trying to heavy. get it underneath the damn shield. Yeah. Just terrible. Yeah. Seems like there's a better way. Like those slide colors. Once those ways get froze up, then you. You can't really get any leverage on them to do anything. The button seems better, in theory. They stick too, though. Yeah. Or then you got the dual button, and one of them's always froze up. Seems like. Yeah. You've doubled your chances for for failure there. And I've seen all them damn companies. It's about like an infomercial, you know, where you just leave it, leave this adapter deal on the yeah. tractor. You know, you can just basically just back up and it snaps on. I'm like, yeah, yeah that lasts about a whole ten seconds. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. When it comes to PTO stuff, I want something secure that ain't going to fucking snap yeah, well, or fly what, off. Or buddy of mine's like, man, I got I got all these tractors, and they all got 540, so in case they're all universal, I'm like, I'm going the opposite way. I don't want anything 540. It's a pain in the ass to hook up. Yeah. I want everything on 1,000, preferably big 1,000. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't. I try to have as few of things on 540 as I can. But I guess, too, you know, back in the era of a 1466 or whatever, I suppose that was as big as you ever thought it was going to get, but that's what yeah. sucks now. You got big thousand, little thousand, five forty. Yeah. It's like you know, and I'm sure in ten years we'll have something else. You know, that, they'll have to go metric. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it, It'll have to just be five hundred or a thousand, Tony. We get, mm-hmm. we get a, we can't have these weird numbers in the middle. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, that's a good question. Are PTOs metric and uh, metric size? Right. And, I, and I have no idea. In, in Europe, couldn't tell you. Need to ask yeah. Guppy. Yeah. Yeah. They wouldn't know what to do with engine three eighths PTO. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you might hey IHs, but you gotta give them credit. They're like, hey, swapping shafts is a real pain in the ass. How about we just give them both to you? Yeah, I agree. Couldn't be better. Here's both. Here's a shield that covers the one that you immediately take off, put in a barn, lose, and uh, get that out of your way. And because we didn't make a quick attach at all, and then uh, we'll just get it. Get that on out of your way, but uh, I don't know that I have ever seen an IH tractor with the PTO shield on it. To be honest with you, I really don't. Not very many come through that way. Does your fourteen sixty eight have have it on it? Yeah, I think so. Does it really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. If it doesn't, I've got one for it. But yeah, I think um, I don't know. We might have took it off. I've got it around there if it's not on there. But yeah, they're always a pain. Yeah. Well, At least them was pretty easy to remove and just yeah, get yeah. them off right out the gate. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It uh, it's always something. A bunch of those. There's been a lot of stuff to work with. You know, with companies where you swap shafts. Like guys didn't get them in all the way. Didn't get the bolts tight. Didn't get something here, there, wherever. Next thing you know, they've got a a major malfunction. Yeah, I had to call on that this spring. Guy was having trouble with it. Kept kicking out on it. 
I gave him a couple things to check. Well, something had come loose and it was wobbling a little bit. Thankfully, it was kicking out or he continued to run it and it tore it up. But, but uh, yeah, whatever. I guess those are first world problems, though, little things yeah. you probably shouldn't fret over. I don't know how many tractors I've seen the PTO tore up due to batwing mowers. I mean, I've mm-hmm. seen guys snap the shaft, clear off the tractor. I mean, yeah. just you name it. I mean, yeah. Yeah, we get a fair amount of snap shafts from a variety of things, but usually it's a batwing. Well, and it's you're kind of stacking the cards against yourself. Here you're taking a batwing, putting it on a 7130, yeah. and then trying to mow a tree down the size of your wrist. Yeah. And it's like something's going to give. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's got to be a weak link in there somewhere. But back to that, like we used to have an auger. Well, I think we still got one that's kind of this way, you know, that's got a shear bolt on the PTO. And then it's got this captured little nut. Well, it's got to be just the right brand of nut, it seems like. You yep. can't, Dad and I was talking about that this fall. You can't get a wrench on the bolt to tighten the damn yeah. thing, so you got to have a socket. Well, you don't always have a ratchet in your palm. I mean, now we've mounted things on every auger. That That's how we are. All I got, the shear bolts, all the yep. wrenches it takes, like all the shit's right there. But yep. when I was a kid, invariably, you were taking your pocket screwdriver and trying to flick the nut a little you know, tight. And yeah. well, hopefully we can get this load by and we'll grab another you know, when we're in town and we'll come back out and fix it right. Yeah, Dad and I was talking. He done that late one or wasn't late but it was after dark this fall of course no matter how good your lights are in your tractor you're down there and you can't see nothing well he didn't realize that on my 4010 i had a i went and just to like tsc just bought just cheap tools you know wrenches just all that shit sockets all that and just leave it in there i don't care if it gets rusty dirty whatever i'll throw them away and buy new ones when they do you know but i don't ever want these tools taken out of this tractor yeah and so he took a shear bolt from the shop well he didn't realize that they were like that you know putting the nut in there and whatever and so when he was leaving, he just took, he just matched up the wrench with the bolt, you know, and got yeah. over there. And then he realized that you couldn't yeah. do it, you know, and and then he never thought to look in the toolbox, you know, it was late at night and he was in a hurry and whatnot. And so he was able to just basically shove the nut down in the slot, get it started, and then just take his wrench and just use it. Yeah. You know, about like a screwdriver until he could get it tight enough. He's like, well, yeah. it's going to, you know, and it actually, it got the whole load off and it broke right at the end of the load, but because <laughs> it just, because he couldn't get it tight, but. Yeah, that's the most screwed up. Why they ever recessed all that like that is beyond me. I don't know. That that could be out in the open a little bit. I'll tell you the two of the best things I did for this fall was one on the big combine. I took the stock toolbox off. I shit canned it, and I went and got a Milwaukee pack out because they're they're they seal. Mm-hmm. Because invariably, every time I go to my toolbox, it's, full, it's full, full of chaff. Yeah. So all your, you can't see any of your tools because it's all full of chaff. And I hate bean dust anyway. I love soybeans, but I hate the dust. It tears me up anymore the older I get. So I put that on there first thing, and that that was life changing because when you open the toolbox, like you can see your tools. Mm-hmm. It's not just and it holds a shitload more than the stock toolbox does. And then the other thing, this was by sheer dumb luck accident. I went to Harbor Freight just to grab some cheap tools, like you said, just to throw in there because you're going to plant them at some point in time. Yep. You're going to get left on there. Like it, It's going to be what it's going to be. Okay. Well, they didn't have what I wanted. I ended up buying a set of deep offset wrenches, you know, that dropped down a bunch. Those are the handiest ones for a combine. Like, really? You know, if you're working on a corn head, an end wrench won't quite get you there because you're hitting everything, but that little bit of offset underneath there, like you can get to 10,000 things on there with those wrenches. They're super handy. I have used a the crap out of those things yeah. have to look into that they uh like i said they're not expensive and it's just another literally another tool in your toolbox but i've used them a whole lot more than i have just regular end wrenches yeah because you're you know, right invariably you you know it might be tightening a slip club you know whatever yeah. but it's always the right place to be wrong and yeah you get, exactly wrong. exactly you know 
the ratchet wrench is just a little bit too big. It, it won't, you know, there's not enough clearance to get it on there. <clears throat> and these will these will go in a lot of places. Like I said, I'm I'm super tickled with them. We got a set of ratchet wrenches, and I don't remember what brand they are. And the only thing I hate about them is on some of your idler pulleys on deer, you might have eight inches of thread, but it yeah. takes that much by the time you get the spring and everything on it. Oh yeah, you know to get it all compressed down. Well, the ones that we got, they're the damn. Uh, one end of is captive, so you can only slide them on one way. It won't go on oh, through the nut and get to the other yeah. one, you know? Yeah. And it's like, man, I hate that. They, there's times, because you don't really need to take the damn thing all the way off, but the ratchet wrench would be nice because you're not, at, yeah. you know, you're clear up in there. But Yeah, I'm with you. My other complaint with those is, like, seeing that they sit around very long, I get. then they won't ratchet, and then you can't, you know, then you're beating them on the, on the tire or the frame or something, trying to free them up a little bit. And, you know, they, once it gets some tension on it, you can... You can usually force it around into work, but those things about need to set in a bucket of oil, it seems like. Yeah. yeah. It's all that chaff. Now that I've got that chaff locked up, exactly. I'll be okay. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, I just bought a whole set of tools and just threw them in the toolbox. In fact, that day we was on the tractor drive, you know, when everybody yeah. else was having trouble, I had some <laughs> yeah, tools, some which tools. I didn't have quite that many of them. I got a full set now. So yeah. <laughs> all these you. Alice Chalmers guys, we can overhaul <laughs> motors on the side of the road. We don't care. I'm not going to say anything. I had my own, had my own <laughs> yeah. issues. Bit me right square in the butt. <laughs> Who yeah. knew that the 18 minutes that was on those fuel filters was was too was 18 minutes too long? Uh, uh, <laughs> we made her though, by golly. Yeah, that's uh, for sure. Yeah, I'm for sure going to do that a little more next summer. I don't yeah. care if we do it once a month or every couple, you know, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, just screwing around yeah. just to get things out, keep it limbered up, and yeah, no doubt. My son had a blast on that deal. Yeah, that's the first time he's ever really got to drive the old V8. And, he really enjoyed that. I need to take something that the throttle moves a little easier on that thing. So yeah. we're out. I need to take one that moves a little easier. It's a little, little jumpy. Gives it, you know. Yeah. He can't hardly goes too far all at once if he's, you know, he's not. He hasn't mastered the tap 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 uh-huh. roo yet. Not yeah. to let him watch Happy Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get him something with a turbo too, maybe, so he can yeah. hear a little whistling. A little whistle. Yeah, we got plenty of them to go with. So. I'll, uh, I'll let him drive something else the next time. I let him drive the hydro the other day. Did you? I'm like, just shove that lever. Really? I'm like, yeah, just shove it. You'll go. Yeah, which is pretty nice because the clutch push is super easy in it. So, sure. And, it, you know, it's a smaller tractor anyway, so that worked out well. Yeah, he's coming around on, on liking a lot more of that stuff if you just let him do it. Yeah. You know? I wish I could find a way to organize a tractor drive for the TikTok group, but I just, I don't know how you would do it. You know, Logistically... Yeah, I just don't have room here for 40 trucks and trailers or whatever it would be. And that's the thing. If you throw it out there, you could have 40 people. You could have 400. You know, I don't know. Yeah. So I'm not sure how to how to solve that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I I honestly don't care who comes. That that ain't the issue. It's just logistically. What do you do? Yeah. Yeah. Where do you park them? You're going to need some sort of camping almost too. you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. I hear you there. Yeah, that one we went on though. That's an annual deal. That's always a good time. It's yeah. a lot of good people and yeah, yeah, it was a good good deal. That was about the perfect day for that. It oh. stayed overcast. And yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, it wasn't too sunny. wasn't too hot. wasn't too cold. Yep. Yeah, it was very nice. Yeah, so I, that that toolbox was probably my biggest improvement for for. Uh, and you called that a Milwaukee pack out? Pack out. So they make them in <clears throat> a couple different thicknesses. I got this one's probably, oh, it's probably a foot tall or whatever. They've got some that are like your normal drawers 
whatever, but all that stuff locks together if you wanted to. I just drilled holes in the bottom of this and bolted it to the where the original toolbox was. But uh, like I said, it's got a rubber seal on it, and it clamps down tight, so you don't have to worry about all that chaff and shit getting in there. But That's what I hate about deer. You know, they've always mounted their factory toolbox. It's inside one of your swinging shields, you know. Yeah. But it's the same size toolbox as on a tractor or anything. It's like, you know, that's that's a fine toolbox on a tractor, but it ain't near big enough on a combine because yeah. I carry a couple full sets of wrenches because there's 900 different sizes. Yeah. Of, you know, a tractor basically, once you get past this point, it's like, this. I can't fix this. It's got to be somebody else, you know. But yeah. a combine, it's like, there's a lot of shit on here I can fix, so I need a bunch of wrenches, but it ain't near big enough. I've went around, around, and it's probably more my brother than me, actually, on some of this, but... You know, like the cornhead, we mounted a toolbox on it that holds cornhead parts and all the tools that you would normally need on that. The bean head, it actually had the ident- it had a toolbox on it, but it has a spot for the identical toolbox on the other side. So I mounted another one over there so I can keep a assortment of guards and sickle sections and, you know, whatever you need to keep that going. You don't want them stuck in your head cart where you can't get them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I, and then I obviously I've got tools on the combine then too, but. You try to keep all the stuff, like the augers. We've mounted a box on all the augers. It's got the shear bolts and the wrenches for that. And try to, otherwise you end up walking 4,000 miles trying to find all this stuff. And that way it's all right there, at least in theory it is. Yeah, I don't ever have to get in the toolbox much. You know, things seem to run pretty good. And usually as far as day-to-day maintenance, a lot of times we take the combine home of a night just for the simple fact everything's close you know so i'm always just grabbing tools out of the shop to do that i don't go digging through the toolbox yeah because then you don't want to leave something you know then you put it so but yeah you're right though mine is always just packed full of dirt yeah yeah i always laughed you know i had the air hose in there because it's got the blow-off system on or whatever i'm like well there's i'm where i need an outlet in this toolbox i can blow the damn no kidding yeah (laughs) toolbox out so i can find my stuff you know my grandpa back in the day, all this stuff that he always carried to combine that <clears throat> he'd painted bright orange. That way, if he dropped it, it mm-hmm. was easier to find. Yeah, not a bad idea. Yeah, and I don't carry nothing in the cab. All the old timers that drives me up the wall. To, to me, it's like it's hard enough climbing up down the ladder the way it is. I don't need a handful of shit with me when I'm doing it. That you drives know? me up the wall. I, I try not to do that anymore. I used to keep something here and there, <clears throat> and I'll still maybe if I'm having a little issue, or whatever you know, and I yeah, I'll throw it on the floor just so I make sure I've got the issue solved for a second. But that that drives me up the wall. You'll get a guy's combine. He's got a grease gun. He's oh, got, I, I can't do it. He's got a full you know little little tool kit in there and this that and the other. And it's like you got to be Jesse Owens to leapfrog over this shit. You right. know, I have enough trouble getting in and out of there. I don't need stuff on the floor. Yeah. In the Agmet contest back in FFA, Tony, that was a, a point deduction. If there was anything on the floor. Oh, really? That, that was, yeah, that wasn't supposed to be there. I'll be down. Yeah. And I will agree. It's not supposed to be no, there. No, yeah, I, I agree. I don't I do not do that in tractors. I, I never have stuff in the cab with me, yeah. ever. Try not to. Especially if you got a, <clears throat> a water jug or a cooler. Like, there weren't your space. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah. I caught a lot of shit on TikTok, you know, when I wigged out on that sickle being stuck in that head trailer, Mm -hmm. which, A, I didn't put it in there. That came in there when it was new, so I don't know who put it in there, but it wasn't me. Yeah. And, B, everybody says, well, you need to carry that in the head. Well, I used to till that gets all packed full of dirt, and then it rusts your fucking sickle that you had out in three years. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not like it rusted in two, but But, but still, yeah. Yeah, nonetheless, when it's in the head cart, it's fine. It looks brand new when you pull it out. Yeah. But If you can get it out. If you can get it out, yeah. So... Oh, uh, you actually did me a favor on that because <clears throat> I looked down mine. I'm like, oh, ain't no screws in this one. And then I realized, shit, when I bought this new head cart, they were out of light kits. 
<laughs> they were supposed to send me a light kit when they came in. Really? <clears throat> well, they'd forgot about it, and I'd forgot about it. So I called, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, because they had my name on the list. Like, yep, you're right. And then I got the light kit for it. I'll be dang. But, yeah. Yep. So. I'd kind of heard through the grapevine that uh, when Unverfirth called, they called asking me to take that video down. <laughs> and all I said, because they didn't call me, but all I said was, and this was all after the fact, and I just said, well, it's a good thing that wasn't relayed to me that day because <laughs> I don't take videos down. <laughs> and I meant what I said, and I think it was yeah. a valid bitch. I yeah. mean, why would you do that? You know, all that took was a little tack weld or something other than a three-inch long fucking screw sticking through You're there. You're so lucky I didn't have time that day because we were in the middle of soybean harvest, too. But I wanted to show, like... Have you ever seen the memes of, like, 50 ways that Jack could have fit on the door yeah. in Titanic and lived? <laughs> yeah. Like, I was going to do 50 ways you could get this sickle out. I was going to take the telehandler and, and pick my head card up in the air and shake it. <laughs> I had all sorts of stuff planned out. I'm like, yeah, uh, I don't have time for that today, and I'll probably tear something up doing it. So mm -hmm. I wanted to offer some help and suggestions. But. Yep. Well, you know what I was told on the phone that day through this whole conversation? Well, it tells in the owner's manual that Unreferth how to wire that sickle in there so it don't do that. I'm like, well, that's fine and dandy, but I didn't put it in there to begin with, so you need to tell the fucking guy who put it in there <laughs> to read that page, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. But it's all that. water under the bridge, but I end up finally having to, and thank God them things are light, but, I mean, I had to shake the living piss. I mean, I about yeah. had the tires bouncing off the ground while you're trying to pull on it yeah. and finally get it worked loose, but it would come about... Three inches at a time, and then it'd catch on a screw, and it's like, oh, I was just furious. And it, it's always the little stuff like that. The little that. stuff that gets you, yeah. You know? Could have been worse. It could have been a major. Yeah. Somebody else could have come through there with their combine and just drove over the whole head carrier and smashed it, and, I, and I'd been like, well, I know where we stand. You know, just yeah. got to get a new one. But it's like <laughs> this 30-second job I has got me hung up. have a new one, and I can't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Over stuff like that, it just – I can't believe you wouldn't tack weld that or something. Yeah. I mean, I just – I don't know. Yeah. I guess I'm wired different. No, I hear you. I hear you. It, uh, it's the little things that will bite you right in the rump once in a while. Which, when I went on that tirade that day, I almost said it, but I didn't. But I'm like, you know, what good does a light package do? Most of the guys have them all ripped off and the yeah. fucking wires tore off and everything anyway. Well, we usually so, put a light plug on there that plugs into a tractor. I don't know anybody in the world that's pulling a head cart with a tractor. Yeah. We don't put the truck plug on it yeah. normally. You know, you got to you gotta buy that plug and then switch it over or buy some yeah. stupid adapter that and, is hokey And shit. the part that was even more furious was on ours, on what I'm going to call the back axle, you know, in between the two tires, it's got LED lights there, yeah. you know, and, and that's fine and dandy. Those weren't the problem. It's all the way down the end of the beam. They had a cap on it with one little light the size of a bicycle reflector. Yeah. And so they had this tubing that that wire ran through screwed in there, and that's what was hanging me up. You know, it's like a light the size of a half dollar has got me hung up here, yeah. and it was just, I just couldn't handle it. It seems like I had a wagon and it was this way maybe, but why don't they put that those electrical cords on a like an extension cord wheel where you, they ratchet out and in? I agree. So, so they don't get tore up. Like, yep. Because invariably, it's either two foot too long, or to get it long enough you can turn, well, it's damn near dragging the ground when you're going straight. Now you're digging through your toolbox, finding some tarp straps or some twine string or some yep. shit to tie it out of the way. Like, just make it spring-load retractable and, and be done with it. Like, yeah. The money we're... At the end of the day, nobody looking at the lights anyway. Like yeah, That's just... It's, it's just useless. It, I mean, we have lights on pretty much everything, but hell, there ain't nobody looking at them. Yeah. It doesn't seem like. 
it, I, I'm to the point, I almost think flashers on a tractor going down the highway are worse because everybody just, they're just used to that flashing. So when you just click the turn signal on, yeah. they're just used to it flashing. I, you're, I think you're almost better off to have nothing and then just turn the turn signal Well, so on that note, part of this, I think, is dumb and part of it's genius, I suppose. Well, like on a case one, and I... I think they're all this way because I've actually had two or three guys call me on this. They couldn't get their lights working, but the the flashers on the very back of the machine don't flash. Really? They only come on when you turn the turn signal on. And I think it's because it's something different. It's a change. Mm -hmm. And so people will notice it. Now, consequently, if your strobe burns out on the back, the only flashers you've got are on the front of the machine, which you can see from the back, but there's no flashers on the back of the machine, which seems like a little bit of an oversight to me, but I don't want the queer ones like deer's got with the little piss-ass rods that hang yeah, off the side. Those are right. ridiculous, too. And all my trees would have those tore off in 15 minutes, so it wouldn't matter anyway. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I guess to me, on a $500,000 combine, what the hell's another $1,000? So back there on the left or right-hand side, I don't care if it's a little patch that's a 6-inch by 6-inch that physically says right turn. So when I turn the yeah. signal on, it just flashes well, right turn, gotta right be, turn. It's got to be universal symbol, Tony. <laughs> well, we can't yeah. say right turn. We yeah. have to have a symbol that <laughs> indicates right turn. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Like I said, people don't don't pay any attention to it anyway. So, you know, which is surprising because I'm sure the Farm Bureau has spent billions of dollars on farm <laughs> safety. You know, I would think these accidents would have stopped by now. Uh, the highway's so busy anymore now. Like it's it, it it's a mess. It's it's yeah. tough. It, it's tough to travel. Well, and you got everybody staring at their cell phones and everything that they shouldn't be shouldn't be doing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I. Uh, you know, you can be as careful as you want, but that still doesn't keep people from running into you sometimes. I mean, we yeah. put cameras on the back of everything now, so at least I can see them getting ready to hit me some of yeah. the time. But but even that's like, you know, and sometimes I think, well, we'll follow it with a pickup truck. That almost makes it worse because now you're strung out to where they can't pass you because they don't have enough room to get around something that long. Like, you'll see these guys, you know, and they got a combine and the auger cart tractor and then a pickup truck pulling the head carrier. I'm like, Nobody can pass that entourage. Like, send one guy. Yeah, wait not around five, here. Wait five minutes, send the next guy, and then wait five minutes and send the next guy. Like, because the guy with the pickup truck can obviously catch you. Yeah. So let uh, let a little space in between there so cars can get getting around. Of course, I mean nobody's patient. And I'm not saying I'm free from guilt in this scenario. You know, I've, I've been impatient at a time or two. You're trying to get somewhere, and there's some damn farmer, you know, his gleaner in there taking up the whole road, but. uh I get it too. You know, it's like I said, it, it, it can be fairly dangerous out there. The bad part around here, we've had this discussion a million times, you know, 10, 15 mile an hour over the speed limit. That only gains you if you're driving from here to Denver. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're going 20 miles total anyway. Yeah. So the 10 or 15 that you're trying to just, we used to yeah. talk about that when you'd go to Effingham of a morning, you'd have yeah. all these guys just driving like friggin' maniacs. Yeah. I mean, you'd be driving 55, they'd come around you at 75. As soon as you got to the edge of town, you're both sitting at the same stoplight. The same stoplight, yeah. You know. yeah. Yeah, you're trying to make it home in time for curfew, and it's like, it doesn't really be, unless you can run the speed of light you're not getting there in time yeah. you know you, you just you can't make up that kind of ground that, that only adds away. up when you're going on a 10 hour trip <laughs> yeah exactly so speaking of driving like maniacs <laughs> we are going to have to throw in another guest here yeah the one and only chank lanko in the in the studio in the studio you've heard us talk about him before the guy that proved that a 306 cylinder ford cannot be tore up no yeah, matter how hard you try. durable engine ever yeah for sure. He's proved it. Living proof. Time and time again. 
This yep. is true, but I was never uh, let to have the turbo like everyone else. Mm-hmm. I may well, have got the true. job done with a turbo. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> yeah. 306 of the turbo ain't a bad little ride. They sound funny, but they run pretty good, actually. What year did they quit making that motor? 96 oh. is when they changed to that new rounded off body style. 96, like, 7. Somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah. But I, I can say my dad had a 94 that he bought new. That was the biggest pile of shit compared to the 82 that I drove. Yeah. Fuel injection made it get worse mileage. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about that before, how fuel mileage is just a fucking joke. They, they never get any better on trucks. Nope. It, it is what it is. They're not going to let them get any better than what they do. Nope. Nope. That 82, no matter how hard you drove it, would go anywhere from, like, the worst I think I ever got when I recorded it was, like, 11. But that was, you know... A lot of sidestepping, a lot, a little bit of mud, maybe a river, some snow, a heat seas, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But you had to work at burning fifteen yeah. gallons of gas in a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I said, that stuff never gets any better. No, it don't. It gets worse the way it sounds. Yeah, it's kind of funny how that comes full circle. You know, like those little Oldsmobile Cutlass diesels and whatever. Grapes they got in high twenties, probably thirty on a good day. You know, yeah. Was that a little four cylinder in them? No, no, a little, a little, uh, little five sevens V eight. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? It's just a three fifty Chevy on diesel. Yeah, basically. Yeah. As luxurious as a three fifty Chevy is, yeah. Put it on diesel makes it even better. Yeah. Three more pound feet of torque. Yes. <laughs> yes. So it's like the difference between a forty twenty gas and a forty twenty diesel, basically. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Really not getting any more done. I, I remember my we'd be driving to school. My brother, vision wasn't necessarily the best at that time. To clear to pass, I'm like, it has to be clear for four miles. Like, well, by then we'll be to school. Like, you're not passing anybody in this thing. Yeah. Just just hang on here, Padre. We'll get there. Yeah. That thing was not a speed demon. Now, it was the sport package or whatever it was with the cool looking round gauges and uh, whatnot. I did get good mileage. It and wasn't you, a bad looking car. No, nah, it wasn't a bad looking car. It drove nice. It was fine for all that. But he had a couple different Cougar cars too. Yeah. The Mercury Cougars. Yeah, had an XR7 with the four cylinder with the turbo. Yeah, it, the only plus to that car was it had the Mustang suspension, so it handled good. Yeah, but he had what a black one and a white one. Well, he so, had a white one, and then he got hit twice in one week. When he got it repainted, it got painted back black. Ah, uh. but. Guy that did that did a miraculous job. He had a vinyl top and the whole nine. He painted the whole thing. He did a great job on it. You pop the hood, you couldn't tell it was ever white. And that was that one had a three hundred two in it with a whopping one hundred and forty five horse or whatever. But it would get down the road. It didn't handle near as good as the XR seven though. Ain't it funny though how there's kind of cars and and different models of stuff that you forgot about. You know, like a Cougar is a, you know, I mean, I ain't seen one of them on the road for, I actually just saw one the other day. Really? Yes. I couldn't tell you the last time. You I know, seen one of them. In the later years, they have like different versions in the, in the, we'll call it the, the side window for the rear passengers was different shape on some of them. Some of them look better than others. And I saw one the other day. I'm like, you know, that's still a good looking car. Like I still wouldn't mind having one of those. I mean, I have no purpose for one. I'm not, I'm not actively looking for one. So don't send me a bunch yeah. of them on Facebook marketplace, yeah. but, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of them, you know, the Ford Thunderbird, and I mean, the, Thunder the Ford Thunder. Escort, you know, I mean, you had all kinds. Of- we had a Ford Courier one, at one point. I heard you say that. What was that again? Uh, it was like a little S, a little Ranger <laughs> deal, but 
smaller, I think. Yeah. I barely remember it. It was that same Explorer package that my truck was when I turned 16 before I repainted it. So it was that same two-tone shit gray. Really? <laughs> and I remember that. It was only a two-seater, so I had to sit on this little red pillow in the middle. If we were going anywhere with three people, I didn't rank for a seat, so I sat in the middle. Safety first. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a comfy pillow, but... I can- I can remember the uh, Ford Escorts. If you can imagine, my dad via 1987 or eight ish had a. I think it was an 85 white Ford Escort five speed pimp wagon. Sweet. It, uh, it was a big guy to be driving that car. Yeah. <laughs> Got good fuel mileage. <laughs> was it the Tempo that always had the automatic seat belt? Yeah, I think yeah. it was. Yeah, the automatic seat belt. What a yeah. great concept. Yeah. Yeah, here it goes. Yeah, till about the third time you got in it, and then it was like eh, and yeah. stopped, so you couldn't get in. I'll, I'll never forget. Yeah. Mom and Dad bought a Chevy Beretta, which Ooh, they didn't make that many more. The yeah. Beretta. Yep. And on those, the seat belt was in the door, so it didn't like hook to the post behind mm-hmm. your seat. It coiled up inside the door, so when you open the door and you slid in, you, your seat belt was automatically on. There was no way. But we always talked, you know. You have a bad enough wreck and the door flies open. What good did that do you? I mean, because yeah. you were just going to go right because there was nothing yeah. to stop it, you know. <laughs> Wasn't great on the side impact. <laughs> Probably not, no. No, but, yeah, there's a ton of yeah. them old models of vehicles that have went by the wayside, you know. Probably for the better, but, yeah, you kind of forget about some of those. You know, I mean, when we were 16, everybody had a Grand Am or a Grand Prix that yeah. – got their license i think i was one of the only people who didn't have Half the shit in the interior never worked yeah first time i hopped in one of those and all that shit lit up orange i'm like nope i'm out yeah because the brand grand prix was a good looking car yeah yeah but or some of those versions were like the one your brother had was a that was a good looking yeah. car I'm which like, when did they quit making pontiac stuff that ain't been that long ago really i mean 15 years maybe something like that Somewhere in there around the around when, the downturn of 08 ish when gm bail, got bailed out and they killed off some brands and yeah. Yeah, the old Pontiacs. I will have to say, Trans Ams in the late 80s or whatever, those were good-looking cars. The IROC Z. Trans Am was way better looking than an IROC, though. Like, we had a couple buddies that had one. Like, the, the red with the gold wheels, that thing was gorgeous. That white one yep. with the gold wheels was good-looking. Yeah. Our other buddy had a blue one. It was a sharp car. Like It had silver on the bottom, too, didn't it? Or was that the dude's Camaro? The Camaro. That, that was his brother's. Camaro. That was okay. his brother's Camaro. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Which what what are the sports cars of today? I mean, as, I'm assuming like the Dodge well, Challenger. Kids today or, don't give a shit. They'll, I was drive, say. they'll drive a minivan. They're not. Yeah. They don't care if it's cool. Right. Like, but if you're into Fiat slash Chrysler, whatever they are today, they're thinking about a, a Hellcat in a minivan now. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, they got to get it where they can. They're they're going. But, all over but you know, that's like the only one you hear about. I mean, I assume the Ford Mustang is still a thing. I don't. I don't keep up on this stuff. I assume they, it is or not they, or. They've kind of turned that into almost a Europeanish type. Yeah. Of well, they make a hatchback car. version now. If that tells you anything, really? Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's nowhere near the horsepower. It's supposed to be great handling. The only good thing I've seen out of a Mustang is when they had the Voodoo motor that I still think I need to own someday. Yeah. Flat plane crank, paddle shifters, and I think yeah. eighty five hundred or nine thousand out of the out of the box. Yeah, RPM wise, I'm an. RPM I will tell fan. you this, so. Every year at Thanksgiving, this is back before any of us was married, or I might have just been married, but a lot of the group wasn't. Every year Thanksgiving weekend, we would all comb all these, what we call poor towns around, you know, these little <laughs> towns of 200 people and nobody has nothing. There was always cars for sale. Yeah. So you could pick up cars for like 200 bucks, you know? Yeah. So that was always our goal. So like two weeks before Thanksgiving, you started hunting. Everybody got a car. We just had this, 
humongous trail drive slash revolving demolition derby over about <laughs> 30 acres, you know. <laughs> Wasn't nothing sanctioned. You don't want, like, on this big circle, you just crash into each other. It's yeah. like you just drive this trail, but if somebody else happens to be coming down it and they T-bone you, they T-bone yeah. you. Yeah. And there were no flaggers. Yeah. So if you got hit, you just had to figure yep. it out. Yeah. So I ended up with a... Ford Taurus station wagon, just like the one off a Christmas vacation. <laughs> Those things are built like a fucking tank. We ended up, that's where we done the Lucas oil test. Yes. Ended up the first day, knocked the radiator clear out of that thing. I mean, completely demolished it. So I just pulled the oil cap off and filled the entire motor till it was oozing out the top of the motor with Lucas oil and it ran for another two weeks. I mean, <laughs> I, this thing still ran. We finally shit canned it. Yeah. But it would, didn't, didn't it would get move so, anymore. Oh yeah, yeah that thing would remember. get so hot that I swear to God, you could close your eyes and it sounded like a Ford Power Stroke. You did not know the difference. It was knocking so bad between that and a Power Stroke. <laughs> Ran like a top. What was the other? You had that big black station wagon out there that was like a really was, nice, pristine yeah, car. Yeah, that was one kind of like off the original yeah. vacation movie, like a family truckster. So it had the wood grain sides and everything. Once it went sailing off the concrete pad, four foot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they was all pretty durable. But that was a pretty good looking car though when you it got was. it. Like it wasn't wasn't all beat to crap yet. For about fifteen minutes. Yeah, it didn't last yeah. long. Yeah. <laughs> Tree. Cash yeah. for clunkers run that hobby. Boy, it did. <laughs> I remember it and a little background back to the driving crazy. So everybody bought junk cars to go do that. And the one time I participated, I brought my daily driver that was now maybe five, six years old, the S10. Yeah. Went sailing through the woods. I had to buy a mirror. I might I don't remember if I dented some stuff or what, but that S10 was another durable four-cylinder. <laughs> yeah, I will admit the modern motors are pretty durable as yeah. far as when you put abuse to them, they'll take yeah. it. I mean, I've seen them do some pretty wild shit. And we also proved that day, too, like on the TV shows where you see somebody open their door to get out and somebody barrels through and hits it and it, the door just explodes. No, that don't happen. No. It just folds it around into it the bubble. folds it around, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had a buddy do that in a snowdrift one day. Yeah, we did. Trying to back up to pull another buddy out. Thought he'd be a smart butt. Open the door and look backwards with his ski goggles on. All yep. Thinking it was all Joe Cool until he caught the bank and folded the door around. Yep. And yep. I literally sat down and laughed about that for four and a half <laughs> hours, nonstop. I just couldn't quit laughing. I laugh it was... about it every winter. Every time I think about it. <laughs> was, wasn't that the truck that he scratched right off the get go? Like his dad had bought it for himself. Yep. And he scratched yeah. it right off the get go, and his dad's like, "To hell with it. You can have the damn thing. You already got a scratch. So I don't even want it now." And yep. He got something else for himself. Traded off the other truck for himself. Yep. He got that one, then folded the door around. And you've only got one choice in that situation when it's cold out, and that's walk around, kick it back shut, and slide in through the passenger yep. side. <laughs> and, but I will tell you this, when when you're pissed, and it was literally like a 30 below wind chill, and you're on ice, when it won't shut, so you're so furious that you drop kick it, and then you slip <laughs> on the ice and fall under the truck. <laughs> uh, that's the stuff that you wish you had on video. Oh, because. my God. I laughed about that. I'm not shitting you for four hours solid, <laughs> nonstop. I just couldn't get laughing. <laughs> Funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Good times. Yeah, we still heckle him about it to this day. We do. I'm just glad there wasn't all the social media when we were growing up because if half uh, the stuff any of us yeah. did was on video, I'm pretty sure I'd still be in prison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or at least still be paying off the fines. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good times, though. Good times. Yep. I remember every time it snowed. Four-wheelers, pickup trucks, whatever. Hook up, the, hook up the sleds all over town, country, wherever you wanted to go. and Car hood and a toe strap. Nobody will get hurt. Yeah. There's hardly any chance that 300-pound steel <laughs> hood off a 77 Lincoln taking anybody out. 
that was the only time I broke old Fritz. I had your brother, Tony's brother, and uh, another guy on there, and they said I couldn't throw them off. So I believe the field was chisel plowed, and it was frozen. So I just turn as tight as I can, four high second, and let her eat. We'll get to bouncing so much. There's only so much an axle will take. <laughs> Sparks flew, something blew, and bad things happen. Yeah. A couple hundred bucks, you're back on the road. Oh, yeah. No big deal. But, no yeah. Doubt. yeah, that was the only time that I had to really – work at getting that truck home <laughs> i'll never forget it snowed pretty good i think it was 94 because a buddy of ours had just got a 94 dodge not too long before that he was pulling a sled behind it and they had found these sleds that had three skis on them you sat down like like you would in a chair and it had a steering wheel and we got to zipping around on those well, i wasn't on the sled at the time but he zipped a buddy around on one of those and planted him right in a snow pile where the township had piled up snow and stuck him four foot deep in that in that snow drift yep. he lost his glasses it was a whole big deal he he couldn't couldn't uh, ride the sleds the rest of the night because couldn't see anything you, you remember that same evening i believe it was or maybe another night same sled same setup but one of them went sailing and and caught something uh caught a t-post yeah. Yeah, yeah in a real unfriendly spot yeah <laughs> yeah back when we were little kids uh friend of ours had this cabin type deal and there was a, a dead end road essentially next to it and the bridge was out at the bottom or whatever and this guy had built this sled and we always called it the suicide sled and i think it was porcelain on the bottom of it and that thing was con- completely uncontrollable everybody that went on this sled we always usually went two at a time on it because it was big he'd made it a pretty good size so you'd be going down this road, and it had some curves in it or whatever and some banks on the side, and invariably, every time, nobody would make the turn, and they'd go shooting off into the woods and get hurt. Finally, I think it was my dad grabbed that thing and threw it on the fire. <laughs> it was like, we're done with this thing. We don't have time to go to the hospital, you know, or whatever, because everybody got hurt on that thing. But that, you would get mo docking on that bad boy. Well, I bet you would. It must have been sprayed down with that stuff from Christmas vacation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We were kids at uh, family dinners. If there was snow, usually one of my mom's younger brothers would uh, drag us around on sleds. Any old inner tubes, you know, out of combine tires yeah. or whatever, gigantic things. But the far, the more miles you would make it, the crazier stuff seemed to get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it became we, a challenge at that point. We went through the hills over here by the forest, and going up the other side, right after it by the office, there's that concrete like drop box. One of us just about didn't make it out of that one day. And yeah. That kind of slowed things down. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it was it. Not that I missed the snow. I don't need the snow now, but we got a lot more then. It was a lot more fun. We had snowmobiles and whole nine yards back yeah. then, but snowmobile now yeah. would be a decoration. Yeah. There was a useful. fair amount of people that had snowmobiles yeah. around here back then, but yeah, God, you wouldn't even yeah. think about getting one out. I mean, last year we finally got some good snow, you know, one time. I mean, But it wasn't really frozen underneath. My no. daughter asked me, she's like, oh, you take a sled? And I'm like, actually, I will. She's like, because it was dark by then. She's like, really? You're agreeing to go? I'm like, by gosh, my dad did it for me. I'll take you. I'm like, this is the only snow we're probably going to get. Let's go. When I got done pulling those kids, they were icicles from top to just brown icicles because it was mud underneath. I destroyed my yard. But uh, they were icicles from top to bottom, and you couldn't have knocked their smile off their face with a two-by-four. I'm like, it was totally worth it. Yeah. It wasn't that cold, obviously, which is why it wasn't froze. But I've Me and Dad have talked about this, too. You know, it's like you only remember the highlights, sort of, yeah. you know, growing up. And in our minds, 
you know, it started snow on December 1st and you had three foot of snow till April 1. And we know that's not the case. Yeah. But I wonder if we truly did get more snow back then or if it just seemed like it as kids. No, I'm I sure mean, we did. Because like I said, you could ride a snowmobile. And remember how by the cemetery there when they would plow that out. I mean, that snow would be, oh yeah, you know, yeah. 15 foot tall through there. Yep. Um, kind of a low spot through there and whatnot. Always drifted in bad. Like, And actually, ever gets like I think if you look at some of the records and even talk to some of the older people, I think those big snows of the 70s and somewhat into the 80s was actually abnormal i'm not saying what we have now is a normal winter yeah you know that was i mean they were getting lots of snow then and it was so way back in the mid 70s ish we'll call it (coughs) mom and dad's neighbor is pregnant goes into labor gotta get to the hospital her husband at the time was was working uh he was at work so he obviously couldn't take her well she couldn't drive because she was going into labor so there was still a Ford dealership in town at that time. So one of dad's buddies worked up there or whatever. And, hey, we got to get her to the hospital here. Okay, no problem. So we got a brand new Bronco ready to roll. Swing by, grab everybody. We'll head out. So they're making their way to town and uh, snowplow behind them. This is dumb. We'll pull over. Let the snowplow go first. We'll follow him. They pull over. Wham! Snowplow sideswipes. <laughs> Takes out the whole side of that Bronco. No kidding. I mean, it was drivable, right. but it it was no longer new. <laughs> they made it to the hospital. Got, got delivered fine or whatnot. But yeah, they they had a CB in it already or whatnot. So they they had told the guy's dad who owned the dealership what had happened, and he, of course he was not thrilled. They're like, man, eh, we're just going to shut that off now. We don't really need the CB anymore. Took that off. Sorry, we go. got out of range. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bad deal. Whacked by the snowplow. But you know, back then, for the amount of snow they did get, and not very many people had four wheel drives back then. I mean, no. vir- virtually nobody in the realm yeah. of things. Yeah, it's a wonder they got around the way they did. But that's what we always laugh every winter. Everybody just freaks out the minute they put snow in the forecast. Oh, you yeah. know, Walmart is just jam packed. It's like they're going to plow the roads in like two hours. Yeah, everybody has four wheel drive. Newsflash, you're not going to be snowed in. It's going to be fine. When we got that snow, Brock and I went to town to get lunch that day. No place was open. Yeah. I'm like, you're in town. Like, yeah. The, the roads here are fine. I yep. think we had to go to Arby's or something, didn't we? Yeah, something like that. You had to come pull me out yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> we went to that one gas station, and the gal's like, what's the deal? We've never been this busy. And we're like, well, actually, you're the only place open. She's like, Crap. <laughs> I stayed here last night because of the snow. I didn't really want to stay here two nights in a row. You're telling me it's worse today than yesterday. Yesterday wasn't bad at all, but I'm like, well, it is worse than yesterday, but you can make it home, you know? Yep. It's, no, it's not that big a deal. It, around here, and this, you know, it's this going to be just like one of the memes you always see on Facebook, but around here, it truly is the wind. Yes. I mean, there's nothing to stop it. You it's know, when we were heat, kids. It's the humidity. Yeah. Me, that's what will get you. <laughs> but, you know, we were kids. There was two to three times more fence rows around here oh, than what absolutely. there is now. Yeah. And, man, now it just, once it starts, it, it does not blows stop. blows and blows and blows, yeah. And I, and I don't blame these guys for not plowing. There's no sense in on these country roads. It ain't going to do you any good. One yeah. of the, the, that snow we got this winter or whatever, my niece was going to stay with us, and she forgot something at, at the house. I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll run back and grab it for you. No big deal. By the time I got back, of course, it was getting about dust, and the wind had picked up. Like, man, then the roads weren't really as nice to travel as they were three hours before that, for sure. I don't mind it nowadays, just like that day. When we went to town, I mean, 
that was not an emergency, but I mean, I wasn't worried about it. We got four-wheel drives. Everybody's got cell phones. Yeah. You know, there's always somebody else out and about. I don't mind it if I'm in my normal area. Yeah, same here. I don't like to drive on the interstate or all that stuff when, when you go long distances. Like, oh, it's supposed to snow. Let's go on a family <laughs> trip, you know, for six hours and through the snow. No, nah, I'm out on that. Yeah, but around yeah. here, yeah, I'll go, yeah. I'll go jacking around the whole time. That doesn't bother me in the least. The weird thing around here, too, like, if you know which country road to take, the day we came out to get you, yeah, we didn't go through more than six inches of snow, and yeah. you were stuck in four feet of snow, yeah. right? You know, yeah, yep. it's all about the route. Yeah, we yeah. did take a butt chewing from your mom. You guys routing this? Yeah, yeah. it'll be fine. We'll click this CB off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nope, don't answer. Shut, that. shut the cell phone <laughs> off. Yeah, we're good. We're fine. Uh, yep, Ben Daffing him and everything, mom. Yeah. I like driving in that yeah. stuff, which. That's where you learn. That's where you learn how to counter steer. Yeah, it don't bother me at all on the secondary roads. The highways, I get nervous because there's always some idiot. They're either driving way too slow, way too fast. Yeah, but yeah, their mission is to get someone inevitably hurt. (laughs) It's always kind of comical. My my brother lives right at at the county line, so sometimes one county will plow sooner than the other. So you just got to watch. Like here comes cars, and they're just clipping along because the roads are clear. And then they get to that, it's like, oh shoot! (laughs) It is not plowed the next county, and then off the ditch they go. I'll never forget as long as I live. Right in front of your brother's house at the county line was the closest I probably ever come to rolling a vehicle in my life. I had that '94 Dodge or whatever, the old green one, Cummins diesel in it. That same deal. We'd had some snow and some ice, but. You know, temps were kind of fluctuating. He was kind of one of them deals where he's right on the border of freezing, not freezing. On my way home, coming out of Effingham County, roads were fine. You know, tires were misting. That's always a good sign. There's mist. You know, it's not yeah. froze. And so I wasn't running in four-wheel drive. And, I mean, I got right in front of his house, and it was like ice. Yeah. I mean, and you were on it before you even knew it. And that truck, it didn't slide like Claire sideways. But, I mean, it was probably seemed way worse than it was. But when you're running 50, 55 miles yeah. an hour. How that thing ever stayed straight and come back, and it's like, whoa, slower <laughs> down, down, boys. <laughs> Clicker into four-wheel drive. It's been several years ago now, but some car got the same deal, and they clipped his mailbox. It actually probably saved him because running over the mailbox kind of launched him just a little bit. So they kind of cleared the drive, landed in the yard, nosed off in the ditch, but otherwise they'd have run right square into the side of that of that. Oh, that block. Or the, or the block, yeah. yeah. They, they nailed shed. it, but it, it ran them, it jumped them over that a little bit. Yeah. That ice, that I do not like to drive on the yeah. ice. The snow don't bother me, man. Ice. I got nipped on the black ice once. That's always. That's I'll never fun. forget. When <laughs> I still always warn you about the black ice. Yeah. When I still lived in town, had a 79 Ford, was heading over to the farm one day, and we'd had a little bit of an ice storm, and things were kind of getting cleared up, kind of not, you know. But I'll never forget it. Our country roads were so crowned that I was in four-wheel drive, and I was only going probably 15 mile an hour. But the whole truck would just, you'd be right in the center of the road, and the whole truck would just slide all the way over until it hit the gravel on the side of the grass. And then it would grab traction. You could steer back, and then it would just slide right off. It was. Yeah. It happens. I had a lot of fun in the snow over the years, though. Yeah, for sure. My dad always warned of, uh, you know, if it's a real heavy frost, watch curves. Yeah, I never heeded that warning till I was going to Lakeland one day, and right there outside Neoga, that sharp turns basically a ninety, and you go north. I went clicking through there, forty five fifty, and my red Dodge. I was pretty sure we were going over that day. I remembered the sticker I always had on every foiler ever. When in doubt, gas it, and I nailed that thing, and somehow come out of it. We were clear sideways through the frost. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was interesting. Yeah. 
You'll have that on those big jobs once in a while. I just love, though, when you see that it gets a little ice or snow, you know, in South Georgia. I mean, it is just complete fucking gridlock meltdown. So Texas got that cold snap this past winter. Yeah. Buddy of mine lives down there now. He's like, Nick, I was the only one that showed up for work. He's like, they got like a skiff of snow. He's like, it didn't even really snow. He's like, nobody showed up. He's like, I get there, and they're like, I'm like, where's everybody at? He's like, oh. It snowed outside. Like, we're not, you know, why would anybody be here? And he's like, um, that's not really snow, but okay. I mean, I guess he's like, I felt bad. He's like, I finally realized there was a truck in the, in the parking lot that had been waiting to unload for two days. Nobody would unload him. He's like, I finally went out, run the forklift and unloaded the guy so he could get on down the road. My boss is like, oh, you didn't have to do that. Like, you could just leave him. You know, it's fine. We'll, we'll get it when it clears off. He's like, it's clear now. Right. <laughs> we had a half inch total. Yeah. It's fine. It wasn't even that. It was like, yeah. you know, just a dusting. But it was crisis <laughs> lockdown for those guys. I'll never forget when you were at the farm show at Louisville. And I shit you not, the way they were spreading salt was literally... Some guys in the back of a pickup truck with five-gallon buckets of salt throwing it out by the handful. That is honest to goodness how they were salting some of the on-ramps and off-ramps. We ended up going backwards down the interstate because you couldn't get – our hotel was only like one exit down, but you couldn't get the other way. So we drove – because there wasn't anybody on it. It was closed, basically. We got right off, and there we were. But that's how they were salting the, the, the off-ramps, the on-ramps, and some of the parking lots there at the at the center and whatnot. It was – the darndest thing, because we left our ramps down on the pulling trailer. And, uh, yeah, they iced over. It's really hard to load a pulling tractor that essentially has no lugs on ice-covered ramps. Right. We basically spent the next 45 minutes with our pocket knives shaving the ice <laughs> yeah. off those ramps. That was a good time. Uh-huh. That was the year we started to truck at night, you know, that night before and let it run all night so it would be warm in the morning when we wanted to leave. But It's funny how people who have never lived in places like this and you know, and not that we're the the frozen tundra of Alaska no, by any no, means, no. but when we was in Florida last winter, they're filming for the off the pavement. Then people have been from Florida, lived there their whole life, you know. And so we was all sitting around drinking that one night. We was talking about different winter clothes and different shoes and this and that. And they they stopped me. They're like, "Well, what do you mean you like different shoes for the winter?" I'm like, "Well, you got to realize, like I have." These clothes are only worn in the winter, and and these yeah. shoes and this and that. And they're like, well, why is that? I'm like, well, you got to realize you got three pairs of socks on or whatever. So yeah. your normal ten shoes, they don't fit anymore. You yeah. got to have a size bigger. Yeah, and and winter and coats waterproof. Yeah, and they're all just sitting there with this dumb fat. They're like, you know, I never thought of that. You know, they're like, we just have clothes, and I'm like, well, here you got winter clothes and summer clothes. When I was in college, so we went back for the spring semester or whatever in January or whatever it was, and it was it was cold and snowing. Of course, the wind always blew in Champagne, And they got, you know, a lot more winter than we did here. But uh, we were standing outside drinking one night, and, and we'd got a, a, a guy from South Africa was going to live with us for a while. And he, he bought his first winter coat, like, at the airport or some shit, and he's, like, you know, proud of his peacock. I'm like, you want a beer? He's like, oh, man, a beer would be great. He cracked it, and he took a drink, and he held it down, and he talked for a minute, and it froze solid in his hand. Yep. He went to take another drink, and it was froze. Blew his mind. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, he wasn't mad about it, but he's like, what just happened to my beer? I'm like, it froze. What do you mean it froze? Well, it's cold out, right. and you opened it, and now it's froze. He's like, you got to be kidding me. I have never seen anything like that. Well, I suspect not in South Africa. No, yeah. you probably didn't. But. Which we probably don't have any listeners that are very far outside the Midwest. Maybe we do, maybe we don't, but... If you're ever drinking beer or have it 
so like you wouldn't have to use coolers in the winter around here. You just grab a box of beer and you just leave yeah. it outside and you, you just go outside. grab one. But you can grab a beer can that hasn't been opened if it's been outside in twenty degree weather and you can still you know how you can barely push in a yeah. can before yeah. it's been opened. You can do that, but the minute you, you open, open it, it is when it freezes. Yes. And I know that sounds crazy and hard it'll, to explain, but that's how. We actually had them sitting on the dash of a car running next to us mm-hmm. on the defrost to keep them from freezing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Because we're all getting ready to load up and go somewhere on a bus or something. So we just had this car sitting there running. We, I grabbed one off the dash, handed it to him. No big deal. And it flash froze on him. Like I said, blew his ever-loving mind. Yep. Like, Yeah. Like, I, I hate cold weather. I always have. I've never been a big fan of winter. Like, I like winter from now till Christmas, and then December 26th, I'd just soon go back yeah. to 75 degrees and be done. But some of the best parties and some of the best memories I have of nights when it was cold, snowy, but somebody had a big bonfire yeah. going, and then everybody standing because, you know, it wasn't that bad around the fire. And I don't know why we were doing it. We were at a buddy's house the one time. Remember, we, the wind was blowing, so we... We drove all those stakes in the ground. We set the tarp up so the wind wouldn't blow on us. Where I have no idea why we were hell-bent on being outside that night. I don't either. I suppose nobody had a party shed of any fashion available at that particular time. There, there was a reason we were burning all. must have been a bunch of seed pallets or something. It's something, we had to get yeah. Rid of or and something, it was just but, torching them. But, but yeah, it uh, yeah, had a whole big... We put a ton of effort into that deal. Like, yeah. probably could just sit there. There's a shed 30 foot from where we were right. at. Like, one space heater would have been a better idea. Uh, a garage, anything. Yeah. I do, though. I just cringe when winter gets here and you put on four layers of clothes. And it seems like I'm cold. Everything from, you've got's wet. Yeah. yeah. From December 1st till the end of March, I'm just cold. It don't yeah. matter. I just I hate it. Yeah. It wouldn't bother me at all to be a snowbird in Florida. It really wouldn't. I just I hate it more and more every year. I'm with you. I could do that now. I used to make fun of those people. But I did. I could do, do it now. <laughs> you yeah. don't recover from the cold quite like we used to. No, no, that you don't. I was talking to a buddy of mine, like we'd all ride four wheelers. I mean, for 12 hours in the blister and yeah. cold, wasn't no big deal. Like the kids want to go out and do that in a half hour. It's like, ain't you about tired of this? Yeah, <laughs> you sure. You look cold. Eh? <laughs> yeah, we better go in and warm up. And I guess I'm of the opinion too. Like around here, if it's going to be 20 degrees, we just won't have snow then. You know what I mean? The problem is, it was around here. Like it'll be 10 below one day, 65 the next. You know, it jumps around so much that I can probably remember that. as many white thanksgivings as i can christmas as a kid well the last several years of christmas has been like 70 degrees yeah yeah i like a skip or a dusting of snow christmas morning but one thing i hate that i would just soon roll over and go back to bed and not even face the day is when you've got six inches of snow on the ground and the sun is out bright i just hate it to me if it's going to be snow if there's snow on the ground it's got to be cloudy i hate sunny days with so bright ideally my eyes can't take that my eyes cannot take that. My dad always gives me a hard time for having multiple sunglasses in every vehicle. I'm like, because if it's super bright like that, like I want, yeah, I will wear a welding helmet, damn near. You know, like I, I can't deal with that. My wife makes fun of me at night. Headlights give me bad issues. Same here. And the glare. The, oh, it's terrible. I wear sunglasses, and she's like, "How the hell do you see?" And I'm like, "Well, this is a lot safer than the alternative." Yeah. I can assure you. Any normal night, I'm fine. But when yep. it's raining and you get the glare on the road, it just, I can't see. I have no depth perception or something. It's, I just. Yeah. Well, those are the nights that you really don't like the super black, dark roads. Yeah. Like, 
You yeah. know, once they get some sun on them and they turn gray or whatever, they're wait when they fresh pave something and it's gloss black, like those are miserable in the rain. It's terrible. Yeah. There again, first world problems, I suppose, but Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We probably ought to cut this one yeah, off. Yeah, uh, wrap it up. Been into We've been made, in. made it all the way around again. Yeah. Seems like we never fail to do that. One of these days, we're going to leave you guys hanging. Yeah. We're just going to go halfway, and we're just going to end yep, it for just, no, no just apparent click, reason. Just we're click just it like, off, be done. Yep. We're just like the gal on TikTok. You're done. <laughs> You're done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. So, I don't know. Winter's approaching. Yes, it is. I'm not looking forward to it. But no, me either. Well, I've had enough. Yep. Thanks for tuning in. Yep. We'll see you guys next time.